I'll tell you what your lucky is, is that I listened to the last pod so long ago. I know you took shots, but I can't remember the exact shots. So, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm responding to. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm, like, like, so, 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 it's like your misses, and I, I know I'm pissed off at him, but I don't remember what. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's Long Snapper podcast. We are part of the Mallover conglomerate, um, but it's just a small band of us tonight. Myself, Adam, Mark and Craig. How are you both? Good, thanks, mate. Good. It's, this is good. This is like an intimate sort of old school Long Snapper podcast, isn't it? None of this Rich or Pat or any of these sort of <laughs> new people. <laughs> Guests. <laughs> remember when Rich was a guest? Oh, he's still a guest. Don't, yeah. don't promote him yet. I think I'm still a guest, aren't I? In, a, in the in the, like the credits, if this was a TV show, would he still just be like recurring guest rather than regular feature? <laughs> like Gus from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think our like anchor profile says something along those lines. It's like hosts Dougie on sabbatical, Martin. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, Martin's not here this week. Um, he might be back next week. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a rich chance. <laughs> that is a very in joke. Like if you didn't if you didn't listen to like the first twenty pods, you've no you've no idea who even is on. Martin. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely people listening to this who don't have a clue what we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm certain there are people that will have never heard Martin's dulcet tones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucky them. <laughs> who? <laughs> who is Martin again? So I forgot. Uh, that is a long time, literally. Um, what hasn't changed in all that time is that we, we kick off every show with a quiz. And if you recall a few weeks ago when Rich wasn't here, and you, you all have to try and think like Rich. Um, uh, I'm thinking like Pat. You are. You're going to be thinking like Pat. And I'm not going to lie, this is going to be hard. <laughs> is, that because I mean, Pat, is that because Pat's more intelligent than we is? It's partly that. It's partly that Pat, I don't think, often goes with the popular opinion, does he? No, it's fair. Um, and also, I mean, th- I think this is a, this will be a test of whether we listen to Pat. And by we, I mean you two. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an issue. There's, emoji, there's an emoji for, for the reaction to that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fairest if I don't deduct you any points if you get these questions wrong, because otherwise you, some of them you just won't guess. But... I, I might, I might not even restrict you to to one guess each. We'll just, uh-huh. just freestyle. Just shout out answers if you if you know them. I reckon. Um, yeah, so it's a, it, if you recall the sort of questions I asked Rich, I've translated them or basically swapped Jags for Niners um, each way round. Um, so shout out answers if you think you know. Um, first up, Pat's favourite current Jags player. Um, well, that's sweet. Are we allowed multiple answers? Uh, 
Once you once you've both had a go, I'll allow multiple answers until it's clear you're not going to get them. Okay, Mark. Yeah, go on. Um, I'll go with um, James Robinson. Oh, that's exactly who I would have gone with. That's so annoying. Def- definitely lot. And whatever I just said set my Alexa off. Um, that's neither here nor there. So is that incorrect? That's definitely incorrect. Wrong. Um, I think this is going to be so difficult to get because it's going to be some, <laughs> yeah. some fucking second string linebacker who does really, really well all the time in clutch situations. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I, I have no fucking idea who you might think. Um... It, Adam, is it a skill position? <laughs> By most people's definition, no. Brilliant. By Pat's definition, yes. Okay. I'll I'll level with you both. Um, there's zero chance you're going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> which, which side of the ball is it? I'll give I'll give you one guess each of the player's position, and if you get that, you can have a point. <laughs> All right. Um, linebacker. Incorrect. I just said. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, gunner. <laughs> oh, uh, Craig, you are you are definitely closest. Uh, it is Ross Matashik. Who? Right? Butchers butchered the pronunciation. Um, uh, they're long snapper. Pat's, Pat's got his jersey. All right, let's see how much you're going to fare better at his favourite Jags player of all time. Can we just guess the position? Yeah. <laughs> well. Name. Oh, mate. Name. Name. Mark. I've got. I'm gonna go with. The, I've got a guess. Go on. I'm gonna go with Fred Taylor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Far too why, famous. Why would it be? Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, go on. Have a guess, and we'll. Uh... Uh, in, in fairness, what you... was the what was the what was the QB's name? Who was who, who was a little oh, bit it's spicy? Not the QB. I'm it's, not of course, it's them. not. Go right. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not going to do. Uh, uh, then no, a uh, punt returner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Paul Posloshny, whose pronunciation I've also butchered. He was a linebacker. Um, I think he's thinking. retired. He played for Buffalo as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, who does Pat think is the best quarterback of all time? And I'm just going to go for one guess each from now on. I think. Is, it, is this all Jags players? Or is uh, no, any any QB in the NFL that's ever played. Craig. Go on, Craig. Uh, Montana. No. Um, Damarino. No, he has said Andrew Luck, which is a surprise. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Of all time. Yeah, that's his answer. Which we're gonna have to talk about that. that we, oh yeah, big. that was that was kind of my reaction. I think I I did mention it in the chat with him, and he kind of said something like he doesn't, you know, the the Colts sort of screwed him by what they put around him, and he doesn't get much love, kind of be, because well, they didn't win a Super Bowl or anything like that, and also that he wasn't in the league that long. Um, but actually, given the hand that he was thrown I kind of see where it's coming from greatest of all time no not for me yeah, but it was it was brilliant but... yeah absolutely um, okay best current quarterback in the league 
but Great yeah, Denmark. Great. Josh Allen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kyler Murray. He's also uh, wrong. Also wrong. Um, it's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That one I thought oh. you had a chance of getting. All right. <laughs> First current starting quarterback in the league. Craig. Yes. Heineke. No. Um, worst current like what? Goff. No, no, he's uh, he's gone with either Tyrod. Uh, I've written Tyrod Mills. I don't think he means. <laughs> he, no, I've written. I'll you, he's written Tyrod Mills or Davis Taylor, depending who is starting for the Texans. He might have done <laughs> that deliberately. To be fair, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also said Taysom gets off light because he's barely a starting quarterback. Correct. Agree with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which team in the AFC South does he hate the most? Mark. Yes, Mark. Um, Colts. Craig, you've got a 50-50 chance here to score the quiz's first point. <laughs> he must have. He must have talked about this in the at some point in the in the pod. Surely. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he has, and I'm sure he's always had the cops. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do as well. Not his answer here. I'm going to go Texans then. Wow, we have a point. Hey. <laughs> there we go. All right, and which team does he hate the most outside of the division? Mark. Craig. Go on, Mark. Pats. No, Craig. Giants. Yeah. Bloody hell. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, who does Pat think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? Craig. Yes, Craig. Green Bay. No. Nope. Oh, wow, that's going to be my answer. Um... Oh, it still can be if you like. It'd be <laughs> it would be a bold strategy, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> um... That'd be some white privilege right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't help him. Yeah, it's pretty That's correct, Mark. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a new way to take our quizzes if I start just being really racist. <laughs> uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl and not Green Bay? Um, I will... Chiefs. No, he's gone with Tampa. Who does he think they're going to play? Mark. Yes, Mark. Ravens. No. Craig. Yeah. Bills. No, he has said the Patriots. We are definitely going to be after having words. Um, Who does Pat think is going to pick number one overall next year? Craig. Yes, Craig. Texans. No. Lions. Yes, it has said the Lions. Um... Next up, if got one, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're you're only down by one now. (laughs) (laughs) If if Pat wasn't a Jags fan, who would he support? Now, I'd have got this, and I'll tell you why afterwards. Uh, Craig, yeah, Browns, no. Just because, I, just because I'd like it to be true, I'm going to say the Bills. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I We've definitely had a chat, I don't know if it was on here or just off air or, or where, about why he started supporting the Jags in a sort of lengthy-ish chat. And it was around the time they had the expansion teams in the 90s. And he kind oh, of... Panthers. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's his answer. 
So, yeah, I kind of respect that. Okay, best uniform in the league, according to Pat. Just a team will do. Oh, what would he... Oh, God, this is hard. Um, I'll go 49ers. No. I'll go Rams. No, it is it's the Jags. He went for he went whole Homer and the, <laughs> the black and teal, which is good. Yeah. Um, worst uniform in the league. Craig. Yeah. Ooh. Rams. No. <laughs> I like the week. <laughs> nice. Ch- Charges. Uh, no, it's that little all grey number that we saw the Lions wear last week. All right, favourite Bills player? Craig. Yes, Craig. Biggs. No. I mean, it, all of these, these are the last five questions of all the rest of our teams, and I'll tell you that they're all players I've heard of, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Have a guess, Mark. Alan. Uh, no, it's Mika Hyde. Oh, yeah. I think he's good. Favourite <laughs> yeah. Seahawks player? Craig. Yeah. Wagner. No. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Two points each. Favourite 49ers player? Craig. (laughs) Yes, Craig. Debo. No. (laughs) Come on, Pat. Answer better. (laughs) Um, Favourite 49ers player. Let's go with Brandon Ayuk. No, it's Fred Warner. Favourite Jets player? No. <laughs> <laughs> None of them, they're all shit. Craig. Yeah. I'm going to go with a Williams. Uh, do you want to specify which one? <laughs> Is it a Williams? Don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, you Mark's right. I'm not going to tell you that. Um... I mean, if, if it was Mark with his white privilege, I would have done, but... Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. Ah, <laughs> oh, so annoying because I know what I would say, but I, he's going to say the other. I'm going to go Quincy. Yes, you got it. Oh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and finally, Pat's favourite Titans player. And unless Mark can get it, you're going to win. So I've got to pick what random person in the Titans squad come up with. I mean, you've got a one in fifty-three percent, so one in fifty-three chance of tying this quiz at this point. Yeah, um, let's go with uh, Kevin Bide. Oh, you've only got it. All right. A quick. I'll tell you what. Tie break because he also said somebody runs him close. So if either of you can shout out the name of that person, you'll win the quiz. Otherwise. And it'll be a disgraceful three-all tie. Um, Brent Kern. Yes. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no! That is dark. You have stolen that. <laughs> hey, we were meant to be joking about the white privilege thing, lads. That is, that is fishy. That is, Mark just says random words, and Adam's like, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> That'll do. I mean, what that can I say? It stinks. That stinks. It might look like it stinks, but if there's one person that will back you up, or back me up, and or back the truth up, it'll be Pat. Oh, wow. 
Love it with uh, one uh, with a punter. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My next guess was going to be Randy Bullock, so I'm pleased I'm to get that far. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good shout. Uh, and if you could have named the Titans long snapper, <laughs> that would have been a good shout as well. That's, um, I, I, oh, I used to know that. No, I can't remember his name now. It's a funny surname. Uh, Morgan Cox. There you go, Cox. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, like, well, our long snapper from a year ago is now at the Cardinals and having an absolute nightmare. They get like, proper issues with their, with their long snapper. But he had, he had long COVID last year, which kind of ended his time at the Titans. Um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get himself fit again. He's come back this year, but it's not really working out for him. Um, we keep fucking coming back to long snapper chat on this podcast recently. I'm not sure about this. Oh, dear. Anyway, who won that quiz again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the white man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Shit never changes. <laughs> no, no. I don't see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, bet time. Um, Doug, who came on last week, uh, uh, tried to, well, I was going to say help us win money, tried to increase the amount of money we're going to win by going with uh, old um, Savlon, um, Savlon Ahmed, Salves. Um, it didn't work, uh, but it wasn't just... It wasn't just one that missed, as per usual. This week, we're going to win. It's December. we better pick some running backs. Um, Pat has picked for the Steelers, Najee Harris. Uh, Russ has gone with Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. And Rich has gone Javonta Williams for the Broncos. Now, um, Mark, give us a running back. Um, so, I figure as they allowed... Um, Adrian Peterson to score against them last week and Adrian Peterson can barely walk let alone run um, <laughs> I figured I would go with whoever is playing the 49ers that happens to be the Bengals so we are go with uh, Joe Mixon Joe Mixon can't stop scoring yeah so this will be the this will be the week that this will be the week he, this will be the week he fails yeah absolutely um, uh, Craig who are you going to go for and if you said earlier I missed it so this is new to me so I didn't say earlier and all I had someone earlier, and I checked that they because you made a joke in the, obviously you made a joke in a group about Rich picking a running back and not checking who they played as we were talking. So I, was, I know he was very happy to have Jonathan Taylor who's not, on by. Oh, yeah, not, not just not checking who they played, not, not even checking that they were playing. They were playing. So I had a little panic, and not, not as we were talking, I was thinking, oh, what about Eckler? And then I forgot who I'd originally picked, but as because I haven't checked if uh, the char- Chargers are playing next week, I'm assuming they are. They're playing the Giants. Yeah. So that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eckler. That's good. But be a good I was show. gonna. Good I was thinking about Pollard otherwise, but Eckler only just came. But yeah, let's go that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Good choice, I reckon. Um. I am gonna go with Donta Foreman. Um. No Derek Henry for the Titans, but we are playing the Jags, who. I would like to think we'll let us score at least a rushing touchdown. And he hasn't got one yet, so it's about time he did. Um, he's he's looked largely good other than putting the ball on the floor. Um, so let's see if he can get a touchdown. So Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Donta Foreman, Joe Mixon, Javonta Williams and Austin Eckler. That's our attempt to win some money for Steve. Um, not for Russ, um, for Steve. Definitely going to happen this week. Yeah. Hey, what's all this about not putting on the bet, bro? 
that's, that's, that is that is not cool. <laughs> I've got receipts. Sky bet. I've got receipts. Every week I said it. Yeah, we've all we've we've all got receipts. Some of them might be in play. <laughs> um, we, yeah. we have receipts. He's right. right let's one big. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it did. It did make you think, didn't it? You know, if the wrong person places the bet at the wrong moment, you know, that charity's not seeing it, is there? Are they? But, yeah. Um, we all know who we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's review some games. Um, and with the three of us, we've we've got a bit more workload, which I'm not happy about, but... Yeah, you know, wasn't, wasn't pleased with that at all. No, I know. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, here, here we go. So some... enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> One sentence, reviews, starting with Dallas 27, New Orleans 17. Turns out Mike McCarthy having COVID was a blessing in disguise as the Cowboys put in their best performance in weeks to dispatch the injury-ravaged Saints. New York Giants 9, Miami 20. That's five straight wins for the Dolphins, but the last one was against Mike Glennon, whose age is even larger than his neck. Indianapolis 31, Houston 0. Wowzers. And another shutout for the Colts. That run game is dominant right now. Philadelphia 33, New York Jets 18. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. That was the Eagles' first seven drives. Well done, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Min- uh, I nearly said Minneapolis. And that, it's <laughs> not even a... Minneapolis. Minnesota 30... No. Minnesota 27, Detroit 29. That was your finest work, Adam. Good, good job, mate. Really, really well done. <laughs> Detroit get a long-awaited dub, and the Vikings keep finding new and interesting ways to lose. Excitement from two teams I don't fancy making the playoffs. Arizona 33, Chicago 22. Anyone blaming Andy Dalton for anything is missing the point a little bit, um, but good to see Kyler back for the Cardinals, who are looking well set for the playoffs. LA Chargers 41, Cincinnati 22. Closer than a 21-point game, but Chargers came out on top in the critical moments. It's light results don't matter, but also they really matter. I mean, it was closer than a 21-point game because it was a 19-point game, as you say. Uh, Tampa Bay 30, Atlanta 17. The Bucks are on the brink of the AFC, the NFC South, with a Brady Field Day of four touchdowns to pound the Falcons. That must be one of the best best things you've ever, you've ever done um, Jacksonville's <laughs> Jacksonville 7 LA Rams 37 the Jags kept it close-ish for a while but this was a good game for the Rams to recover a bit of spark offensively with the passing game San Francisco 23 Seattle 30 another one that makes you feel like the Niners just don't have good enough Kubi play Kubi play <laughs> Kubi play <laughs> Washington 17, Las Vegas 15. The football team wins its fourth straight game with a go-ahead field goal in the final minute. Baltimore 19, Pittsburgh 20. One of those games that is always one of those games. Steelers hang in there as Ravens roll the dice and get snake eyes. Denver 9, Kansas City 22. The Chiefs D turn up to play and came away with three turnovers three fourth down stops and a pick six and finally New England 14 Buffalo 10 
Matt Jones, two completions for three attempts for 19 yards. It was enough. There we go. Some one-sentence reviews. Should we start there, Mark? Nope. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> Honestly, and if if that game is in fair weather, I think the Bills have got enough to win that. Um, and I know, I know you're probably going to say that the weather and things like that are excuses, and I get, I get that. You know, the. I mean, the, the wind was clearly a factor. You could see it on the play, first or second quarter, where one of the umpires runs onto the field and his hat blows off. And it doesn't just blow off. It actually, like, blows out of shot from on the camera. It, it blows that far away, his, his hat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the problem is it was the same for both teams, the weather. And they were coached to a point and they had a game plan that meant that, they knew what they were going to do. The the concerning thing for us is that we knew exactly what they were going to do. They were lining up with six six linemen um, and no wide receivers for the vast majority of their snaps on offense. And they were still, every single time, getting five yards, six yards, 10 yards, mm-hmm. 15 yards. And it wasn't as though they were being that cute. It was almost the same play most of the time. It was the kind of, you know, but it's, you know, you if you get bored you say, you on that. I remember the, the commentators at one point um, made the observation, I think, in the second half. Oh, they've, they've, they've changed a little bit. Some of the runs are outside the tackles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, th- and they started... They were running it. inside. Now they're running outside. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. And we just couldn't stop it at any point. And it's the same old things with the Bills that we can't run the ball. And we can't stop the run. And uh, you look at Bill's Twitter afterwards is all like, well, why have we gone away from the pass? And, you know, we clearly had the ability to pass the ball better than they did because they didn't even try it. But I think that teams go out of their way to try and make offenses one dimensional. We do it for them. We, We don't have a run game that you can even classify as a threat at the moment on the whole and people know what they're going to get from us and it's it's too it's too easy and the fact that we don't even have a threat from a run game and the fact that we can't stop other teams that are good at running that's what's going to cost them and and at the minute we're our playoffs is is looking seriously in doubt see sorry to simplify it i just kind of look at it and think i just i just think the bills are a arguably more complete team, although not on the evidence from what you're saying, but the Bills have a vastly superior passing game to the Pats, and the yeah. Pats have a vastly superior running game to, than the Bills. And those conditions mean that it's very, very difficult to throw the football or do yeah. anything that puts the football in the air, whether that's kicking, punting, whatever. And so that were... immediately gave the Pats a massive advantage. Now, I get what you're saying, that Buffalo need to be a more complete team um, to reach the playoffs, not every, not many games are going to be in those sort of conditions, though. I, I think that, <clears throat> I think you're, I think you're right, Adam. In terms of obviously, the conditions definitely favoured New England. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think when you know, and I hate to do it, but I, I don't think we're giving the Pats enough credit. I think that, you know, you look at the first half of the first. You, you, qu- you don't hate to do it. I hate to fucking do it, especially <laughs> without Tom there now. 
Like, I, I don't like Balejek. I don't like that organization. Fuck them. But facts is facts. And if you look at the, uh, like the first half of that first quarter, you had three tackles for a loss. It wasn't as though you wasn't getting some penetration at times. I, I, I really feel you, you alluded to it. The Pat's game plan was perfect. It was almost as though they, it, it's those fine margins when if the correct defense is called, you win. There was one, you talk about your run game. There was a run late. Um, I think Singletary had Singletary. it. Yeah. And you saw that actually that it was a perfect defense called and the safety just missed the hit. And it, it just seemed like that happened so often that they just managed to stay that one step ahead. You're right. It did keep you... Um, you know, one-dimensional. It was very, very difficult to pass in those situations that New England didn't pass for a whole game, which is fucking wild, right? Bad, in 2021, it? it is absolutely nuts that the quarterback doesn't throw the ball or whatever he threw and the, it. Or and the only passing play I can remember was the one that he missed Jonu Smith by an absolute mile yeah. because of the wind. Yeah. And Jonu Smith still caught it. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. But 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 you had that one to Stefan Diggs where the the ball's moving, and it's over his shoulder, and I do think that you know the, the the conditions definitely played in. But it was it was a bit of a statement. It was perfect, like perfect timing for the Pats. Everything went well for them. But it is a bit of a statement move to 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 call such a perfect game to win, right? To win a game. It was it was almost scripted exactly from first down to the last play of the game. Yeah. Um, Belichick, it, it, Belichick yeah. knows that we can't stop the run, and then he looks at it, thinks, well, the conditions don't favour throwing, and he's he's the kind of guy that is all right. Well, let's just run it every play. Almost they can't, at times yeah, but... you did start the run. You we, it was, we, we did. It was almost like you would get pressure, and you you maybe you you know you you might get a tackle for a loss, tackle for a loss, and then pressure will come on the wrong side, and then the per play just works perfectly for the Pats. The guards pulling perfectly, timing perfect. Everyone's moving in the right direction at the right time. So it, I don't like. I do feel like it. Yes, you've got you, you you've got to worry about that middle. The 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 linebackers have to do something. They've got to be more dynamic. But that that D line, that D line worked that night. That D line did work, and and it was a tough fight up front. If, if the, Pats, the Pats still only scored four exactly. points. So yeah. you kind of look at it and think, well, I, I wonder is... if, if Buffalo had scored more points themselves, whether Bill would have had to deviate from that plan. Yeah, yeah certainly. And I think that there were there were a few offensive plays that we that we um left on the field. Dawson Knox um dropped a couple of really crucial passes. Josh Allen had like the sack was a killer um that where he fell down late in the game. Um, and so the, the offense certainly wasn't fallible, um, infallible. And but it's, I don't know if I, I think that the run runs like um, Harris's sixty-eight yarder, where literally every single one yeah. of our team is in the box, and he still ran it through the middle of it for a sixty-eight-yard score. That can't happen. But that does happen when you bring them safeties up. If you break that first line, it is a is a risk, and it's a, like don't get me wrong, it's a it's a frustrating loss, especially to them lot. But if you're the Pats, you turn around and you say, "Perfect job done." 
But if you're the Bills, I don't think you're too that like look at the AFC. It's it's just ridiculous. Basically, everyone pick a number. <laughs> it's eight there for the taking. Like it's, really you know, you don't take it too hard. You can't you're not gonna play in this these conditions every week. However, you are in Buffalo. So you have to take you have to consider that to be you have to be able to get over this. You know so, that this could happen, especially if you want like a home run. So this is the thing that I said to Adam earlier on. It's so it's like it's hilarious to me. That the Bills, whenever with the with the conditions as it was before the game, they always stick loads of stuff on their social media and they always brand it football weather and like, yeah, look at us. We're Buffalo, we fucking love it in this swirling wind, and it's great. And yet the team is totally not geared up to play in those conditions or mm. stop teams that are good in playing in those Can conditions. Can you build Josh Allen a dome? That's what you I need mean, to do. <laughs> seriously, yeah. it's a lot of the, a lot of Bill's Twitter afterwards is like, seriously, just get us a fucking dome. Um, because I mean, that's a real consideration. As soon as you, you do, you'll like Josh Allen, isn't it? Yeah, right. And when our entire game is throw the ball 95% of the time. Yeah, yeah. It's actually get the checkbook out. Yeah, it's 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 baffling. But as, as, as soon as it started, as soon as the pictures came out of the, of the snow and the swirling winds like it was, I thought unless Josh Allen has a, an electric day rushing, um, mm. we were, we were going to be in trouble. And, and so it proved. It's a it, it's a weird one. I don't. I think you can you, you chalk it down to whatever. And I think the thing is, you, you go to New England in two weeks and you probably beat them on a yeah. calm night in Foxborough. Yeah, how how we can have like Harris 10, 10, 10 rushes for one hundred and eleven yards whilst injured, and both of our main two backs ran for less than forty yards. Um, there's something wrong there. They ran the ball well, though. They ran the ball well. They did. It was. They a... do. and we never do. Yeah. And, but, yeah. and team teams that are semi capable at rushing come and play Buffalo, and you can almost guarantee they're going to get one of them is going to get at least a hundred yards and a touchdown. Why? Why is it that, like, I you watched you watched the way that game played out and Bill Belichick doing what you know the right thing. Yeah, you know, there was the tactics were were nailed on as we've said to. Keep running the football regardless, even though it's completely predictable. And Buffalo knows exactly what you're doing. If you're doing it effectively, keep doing it. Why can't more coaches just simplify things sometimes? Like you, you, you see it so often where, like a, a team will drive the ball down the field, and the, you know might, yeah. you might have five or six runs where you get a break off, and then they'll get to the goal line and do something, you know, throw a cheek, a stupid little slant like the Seahawks at the Super Bowl. You know what? Just when something's working. And a team can't stop it. You don't need to be cute, you know. Mm. But it's, it it only seems to be the really best coaches that will do something that seemingly bonkers. It doesn't. It's not bonkers. It just look, it think, looks bonkers on the box score, but it makes complete sense. I think stuff like that really comes from, uh, and it's you know it's interesting. I'm about to say this. I'm hopefully we, and I'm, I'm assuming everyone's going to be happy with this segue. Because I think it comes from experience. It's one of those things that you get when you're really in tune, and um, you know, we're and not only really in tune, but also confident in the fact that no matter what, I'm happy to be responsible for the outcome of this decision. And it makes you question the cojones and the decision making of the likes of Harbour in that Ravens game and trying to win it when you could play for overtime, and uh, you know. Do, do, I, I, I find that type of decision brave. I'm not sure I make that call in that type of time. Well, let's say, yeah, that's nice. Nice segue. Let's go there. I, I, 
we've seen it a few times. Like it's in the nineties, or even even probably ten years ago, teams just didn't do that. It would be like, and I, I don't know if maybe the extra point being moved fifteen yards back has changed this a little bit with the the odds and the percentages, but. It's it seems like a newish thing. Like you get that equalising touchdown in inverted commas, so ex- extra point to take it to overtime. And it's not. It's uh, I can think of sort of half a dozen games where teams have ended it doing that. There's probably loads more. And I'm ne- I'm never sure. Like I kind of admire the the balls to do it. If if that's your if you feel as a coach that that's your best chance of winning the game, then it makes sense. On on Sunday though, I'm not sure that was Baltimore's best chance of winning the game. I think they are a better team than the Steelers. Well, they are they are a better team than the Steelers. Whether they were playing that well that night, I don't. I'm not so sure. But you you'd think they back themselves to win it in overtime. That that was the thing for me. I think it was as much about the game situation that they found themselves in because. The Steelers had scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. They were they were rolling. That was all the momentum, other than the final score, obviously, that got the Ravens to to that to that decision that they had to make. All of the fourth quarter momentum had been with the Steelers. The Ravens hadn't been playing offensively that well, and they haven't played that well for two or three or four weeks now. In all honesty, Lamar Jackson, as brilliant as he is hasn't been playing brilliantly. He has been, he's been missing or not taking a lot of throws that were fairly obvious. And I think he got to that decision by, you know, we've got an opportunity to win the game and get out of here. Let's not take it to overtime, roll the dice. And um, because I I don't, we haven't looked like in the last 15 minutes, at least that we're able to stop them um, and go for it. And he's, he's two inches away from connecting with the pass and, and winning the game. Um, I, I don't hate the decision at all. At the time, I really didn't like it. I don't hate it, Adam, like you. I respect it. I like I like coaches going to win the game. And especially, you know, if you think that you've got a play, you're in this position. If you think you've got a play that wins, that also wins you the game. I've got no problem with you going with that. The and if way Mark the Andrews game catches the football. <laughs> yeah. And, and there, there's no, you know, and I thought, the you know, the way the game was going, while um, Pittsburgh had started to get moving, they weren't lighting it up. You were still, as as tepid as you was been, you'd still been able to move the football. I fancied the Ravens to win that in overtime, but Harbaugh said that in the press were after, he was down to no corners, which changes the decision for me. Um, so like, you know, if you are in a position in which you're thinking, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have my best players here. And these, these guys have started moving the ball. And if they start passing on us, we're fucked. Let's try and win it. That makes far more sense. Again, regardless of, I agree, I'm, I've got no problem with trying to win the position, win the game in that position, but knowing that, or so the coach that he says, you know, I, I was worried about the, the depth, depth, depth chart at that time make, makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's fair. It's John Harbaugh at that moment in time clearly thinks that's their best chance to win the game. And yeah, he's owned that decision. And I think it's crazy to think Harbaugh and Tomlin are two of the oldest, longest tenured coaches in the NFL. Like they were the young 
coaches. <laughs> like, it's, it's fu- like it's funny to like how like it's mad. Have they both? I mean, both of them have been there. What fifteen years? In their, what was their, in their record? Their I think their records fifteen was. What was their record after uh, the weekend? Was it fifteen and fifteen? Or one of 15, 13. I can't remember. They played like 30 times. And you think two coaches played yeah, 30 yeah. times and it's Harbour and Tomlin. Like you'd think it's Reed and Belichick. They're, these two are young coaches, but that was, shows you the quality they've had. Yeah. yeah and, and, and organizations that aren't I'm, too quick I'm to not. pull the trigger. Um, or, I mean, it's, it's easier when you consistently have, have winning records like they mostly have in that time. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're obviously a big part of the reason for that. So, I think there's got to be some questions about um, the Ravens. Are obviously, still, um, you know, eight and four, still a great record, still top of their division. But that to lose lose this game, not look not look offensively that great. Only scored 16 points in the win against the Browns. Only scored 16 points in the win against the narrow win against the Bears. Mm. Lost to the Dolphins. Only scored 10. Last four weeks, not looking strong. Um, Lamar missed a lot of passes. He's throwing a lot of interceptions at the moment. The yeah. the, the two-point conversion was a pass he should have made um, and missed him. Um, and I just wonder if, you know, it's starting to... The same old argument that, you know, it's and it's it's often, it's, it's a boring standard narrative that gets read out about uh, about Lamar but I wonder if that's maybe is getting to him at the minute or is it just that there's something not clicking on the offense because it do- all doesn't seem def- defensively still very strong but offensively it doesn't seem like it's all quite working at the moment and with the Browns Packers and Bengals and Rams as the next four games to play that's a hell of a schedule that they've got coming up as well I definitely think that loss is a lot more concerning than than your loss to New England. It's interesting, um, yeah. I think that you're, you're right. It hasn't been going right for a long time. It's like I say, that's that's you know, and and you do wonder the you know this isn't this is a, that's an age old match. It's never going to be good against Pittsburgh, but this is no great Pittsburgh team. And if no. he was ever expected to get it done, this this was a this was a week to do it and to lose in that fashion. It is questioning, it's concerning. I, I, we, I've scre- we're screaming out. They need a skill player. They need someone else. It can't. It looks like a team that if Lamar Jackson is not all encompassing, there doesn't seem to be much else they can do. Yeah, oh, they, they've got nothing. They've got him. absolutely yeah. nothing. They need someone else who can, who, Get who can, who. Yeah, get open. Take some of yeah. the pressure off Lamar, and you know you cover Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews is a great player, but you know he's not Tyreek Hill. He, he is a tight end. Like he, they've they tried, need they've a tried player. a lot of different players out, though. Like particularly, I mean, running running backs. To be fair to them, they've, they've however many injuries this year. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like they haven't kicked the tires on a, a few different people. Did they say in the game that they've had like nine starting running backs this season? Mad. It sounds it sounds about right. I and mean, that it's that's that's crazy, difficult. You know, I I know as a Titans fan, that's that's difficult to overcome. Yeah. Uh, imagine a good a, a good running back and a good receiver at that. I mean Watkins is all imagine a JK Dobbins now, like with Lamar yeah. Jackson and yeah. like you just think they just need Someone else that defense that defense plays well. I think very you know similar to to to, 
to Buffalo in many ways that they, they, they do get pressure. They are a tough defense to play against, but they're just giving up too many yards there. You can't win two plays and lose two plays. And those two plays you lose go for 40 and 30 yards or whatever. So they've got something to figure out over there. And I do, you know, if you're going to play the Ravens soon, you're, you're, you're glad you're playing them now. I bet they're probably going to limp into the playoffs based on what the, the, as as you said, Mark, they've got four tough tough games to come, um, so they're they're probably going to have a game on the road if they yeah, assuming they make it. I think they they pretty much will. Um, and but the yeah, the AFC's just gone weird. Like the yeah. any any team that looks good suddenly shits the bed, and but yeah, it, it's it's the Pats that are in the driving seat at the moment. And the, mm. and the next game for them is the Browns who are desperate for a win, given their situation in the AFC. They, you know, they're looking, if anything, weaker than the Ravens. And they desperately need a win. And that's, you know, that's a fascinating game in Week 14. Because whoever comes, whoever doesn't win that, if the Browns don't win that, you think they're pretty much done. And if the Ravens don't win that, then suddenly there are huge questions being asked of them. Ravens have to win. Ravens have to. have bit like, bit like the Steelers. They were talking about it on commentary. Obviously, that record with the tie, I, I'm not sure Steelers will make it anyway, but they had to win that game to give themselves a chance. And I just do not think the Ravens can lose another game considering that division. Yeah. <clears throat> and, 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 they, they... And, and, and the conference, the conference. How can everybody be like outside of, what is it? The Outside of the Jets, the Jags and the Texans, you got eight and four and... Six and five and five and five, like that. That's the record of the AFC. Like, what on earth? Yeah, everyone, everyone is still in it. Even, as far as the Dolphins in in ninth, at six and seven. Yeah, everyone. They've, they've won like, most of those. They've won five on the bounce, I think. So they were one and seven, I think. Yeah, they've won five. The last five games, the Dolphins have won, and all of a sudden, six and seven, um, and they they're only one win back from Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's crazy, and that, and it's almost like you know when you get the like the end of the Premier League season where you assume there's going to be a team that wins easy, but they're playing someone fighting for their lives and they don't need mm. to win, and all of a sudden the result gets completely turned on its head. It feels a bit like this because all those teams now, all like the six and six teams that in previous seasons you think, well, that's a game that we should we should win six and seven. There's like there's no mid-table mediocrity. Everyone's in it, other than as Craig said. Those three teams at the bottom. Every mm. game matters still. This is why one of the, the best decisions the NFL ever made about scheduling was, what was it 10 years ago where they made made sure that every game in that final week was a divisional game. Yeah. Mm. And the, you and get, the, like, regardless of where a team is. And you know who the Ravens finish with? The Steelers. <laughs> what a Ben's, game. Last, Ben's last game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Limb walk off with one leg. <laughs> if if he makes it that far, yeah. <laughs> Don't say I mean, that. that. We'll, we'll get there, and it'll be Mason Rudolph. Yeah, that's a legitimate possibility as well. And like he, I mean, you could probably argue he's earned the right to go out on his own terms, but it might not be down to anybody if he gets himself hurt. Yeah, consistency is a funny thing in the NFL this year. I think the Bills now for the last four games have gone win loss win loss and. I don't know. It feels like if we I feel if like we everyone's don't... done that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, not so much in the NFC where you've got the teams that are more the the cream of the crop, but the AFC is a weird old conference. Except for the fucking Pats, who won't stop winning. Yeah, they they'll stop eventually. You, you better stop them next week. Um, we're not playing them next week. But week, we, we, whatever. When, when week after? When we do play them, yeah. Next week they get a bye week to rest up the bastards. And then is it they play you? Is it like they play you? Then they have their bye week. Then they play you again. <laughs> I think it might be. It just seems... uh, no, they've got the so they've got bye week next week. Then they play the Colts. Then it's us. Okay, got... that's pretty. So yeah, it's it's, it's close by. So they need to lose to the Colts. And then we need to beat them, and all of a sudden they're they're on their way down again. But you know, we'll see. <laughs> Bye weeks in week fourteen and fifteen are ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I it's quite agree with that. This this is the last week with bye weeks, I think. But it's it's yeah, it just it's too late. Um, it feels but, like it doesn't help them much either. And I, I know there's always an argument that the opportunity to rest up is good, but when you've got this momentum, seven wins in a row, you almost don't want that week off. You want to play again and keep it going. I, as the, us, us us Titans were desperate for <laughs> desperate yeah, for the way around, week. yeah. Um, but it can, yeah. It obviously works both ways. Um, one result that I want to pick out from the AFC uh, was the the Chargers beating the Bengals in Cincinnati. Great um, game, by the way. Yeah, one of the, one of those. Just do you think they're like the Chargers had a big lead? The, the, yeah, the Chargers had a big lead, and the Bengals about, something about, right back. About. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No. Nearly and, uh, and then 19 points or something. 19 point 20, game. 20, 24 points. It was like, yeah, 19 point win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. that's, that's a, well, I mean, like everyone else, two very unpredictable teams. Um, we're seeing some really good things, but then they'll just suddenly lose when you, you least expect it. It was, it was, it was weird because they were so, the first half, first quarter especially, like they couldn't do a thing wrong offensively. Every single thing they turned to, every, every pass they threw almost connected, went for a lot of yards, and they just looked incredible. Got to 24 points up, and then it all completely swapped. And at 24-22, the Bengals had all the play, were driving, looking good again, and then Joe Mixon fumbled, and it all went to shit from there for them. But it was, yeah, such a weird game of flip-flopping, um, kind of momentum and who was on top, and the Bengals continue to baffle me because one one week they can even in game. I've never seen a team that can be so so inconsistent within one match. <laughs> you know, they one week they can stack up forty one points and look incredible, and then the next week they can look like absolute dog shit against somebody. And this was all within this game. It was bizarre. The, I think the Bengals really intrigue me because. <clears throat> I think they've. I think both offenses actually really mirror each other. But I, I think the thing you have to consider for the Bengals is, is they are a young side, particularly on offense. Yeah. That team should and could be be brilliant, right? Like, yep. There's no reason that the likes of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase don't become the best receiving duo in the league. Joe Mixon is clearly a bell cow running back and when he's playing well burrow is is really really good so it is a it's, it's a, and it's great to see too like it's almost a new era isn't it like obviously bengals have long been an afterthought and that blockhead prick was at the other lot so <laughs> it's nice when you see that you know they've got this new transition almost of 
of these two sides and good 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 game of football uh, and they're going to be competitive over the over the coming years yeah that that's that's a game i think you're right like looking over the next 5 years 10 years that'll be like one of the sort of staple sunday night football afc clashes it really could and yeah it's but but, the, but there're also two organizations you could just See messing it all up all the at the time. same time, yeah. all the time, all, all the time. Even all the within time. A, even within a game, you're like both <laughs> of those both of those sides. I look at them and I think I'm not con- I'm not convinced that you're not con- going to concede 45 points this week. Yeah, and get absolutely destroyed, or you might win 45 nil. You just have I've, I've got no idea with either of them whether they're going to be brilliant or not. But like 90 percent of the rest of the AFC, they could both still <laughs> potentially make the playoffs and potentially miss out. Uh, yeah. Uh, who yeah. on Who on earth knows? Um, well, the Bengals, I think, uh, are both both are in what playoff spots at the moment, aren't they? Fifth and sixth seeds. Yeah. <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now, but yeah, could quite easily end up. Could quite easily end up. End up not. There's. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. AFC. Uh, football. And that, yeah, the NFC seems to make more sense. Um, the Cardinals got a big win. Well, I say a big win, a, a win you'd expect them to get in in Chicago. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray's back, and that's that's huge for them. They look, I mean, they're they're just exciting with him. Um, they're not exciting with Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my only question mark about them is is durability. If they can keep everybody fit, um, absolutely no reason they can't go to the Super Bowl and win it. If 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 Kyler Murray especially keeps picking up injuries and there's something about him and I don't know what it is that just makes me think he's he's injury prone and if he picks up another one um I, I don't I don't think they'll get there um but if if he's there and those weapons are fit then easily could go all the way and, and it's funny because when you talk about their them, defense as well that's they've had, where they've had injuries as Again, but it's weird because when you talk to people about the NFC and who's going to go to the who's going to go to the Super Bowl out of it, it's always the Packers or the Bucks. No one ever mentions the Cardinals, who've got the best record, mm. and and I can't like I've no idea why because you rightly say their defense is probably the best out of the three of them at the moment. I think the, the for me the issue with the cards is I, I'm less concerned about his durability. I think Kyler generally does a good job of protecting himself obviously he's picked up a couple this year but i think he's missed what two three games not ideal but yeah, yeah. i think i i'm not i'm not hugely worried about it hopkins is a stud obviously um me the worry is the turnovers for kyla there are he, he turns the ball over too regularly and there have been times this year as a frustrated fantasy owner as much <laughs> as he is unbelievable when he's good, when it is not working, when he is not able to get out, when he is not able to create plays, but then still has the two turnovers, it it will kill the cards. So they have got they've got the best record. They've won games that for me I'm not, I'm not even sure they should have won, but I, I think that Kyler playing well and Hopkins on form, sure you get pressure, you contain. Murray, I think it is. It's I'm 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 not sold on the card, so maybe that's the reason why you, you hear, yeah. you know, the butts going forward. I do think they are exciting. I do think they can beat anyone, um, but 
a deep playoff run. Tricky. The, but if the Bucks and the Packers, it's very easy to look at them and like you because they've got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and they've been there before. You sort of trust them. Yeah. Um, and like it's it's easier to trust the the old guard sometimes is just just from the experience of having having done it when it matters. Um, but I'd, I'd much rather see the Cardinals or the Rams or some somebody different just out of. Just you kind of get bored of the bored of the same thing. Oh fuck! So long as it's not Tom Brady, Jesus Christ! Oh, quiet. And the, the team to watch in that conference at the moment is the uh, is Washington. Four straight wins, mm. gone from two and six to six and six. That defense ridiculously since um, since. Um, Everyone said you're going to say you're going to say better without Chase Young, right? No, well, since he's gone down injured, they've got better, and it's yeah. not that's certainly not a a reflection of his performance, but it's a fact that it almost like since the game he went down, they've been, they've absolutely been outstanding defensively since then. And Taylor Heineke is playing well. The weapons that they've got on offense look good. It started that they've become all of a sudden in the last four weeks, the team that a lot of people thought they were going to be at the start of the season. Um, And yeah, they've, they've looked excellent recently. And um, Dallas this week, which, which is huge. Yeah. Which they is beat Dallas. Of, yeah, and all they're what? They're, they're, if they beat them, are they a game back from them? They, they would be, yeah. They yeah, one yeah. one win back from them. And um he says as he hastily looks at their schedule. After <laughs> Dallas, Eagles, I mean, by virtue of playing a lot of the, the uh, NFC East teams, you've got to have a bit of a chance. And the Cowboys have hardly looked brilliant recently. Yeah, you've always got a chance in the NFC East, but yeah. it is they've got two games, two games against the Cowboys, two games against the Eagles and the Giants. Well, you've got a chance in every single one of them games. And, and even, I mean, they they might even if they don't win the division, they could still they could sneak in with that that as that seven seed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, potentially, because um, there's a bit of a drop off to after the the big five as we've done. The, the Vikings, who I thought were going to be there or thereabouts, uh, they're going losing to the Lions. Yeah. No. There's no chance. And and, and again the um. Just by virtue of their record at the moment, and the fact that they're not terrible, the at the minute the um, Washington are the sixth seed. It could it like easily make a playoff run? They could. They wouldn't surprise me if they're one of those teams that makes the playoff. And there's going to be one from the NFC that gets in the playoffs with an eight and nine record. Yeah, bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be weird when it's not a division winner. <laughs> yeah, it would actually be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, a bit yeah. of quality. But one of Washington, San Francisco, or Philadelphia, I think will make will be seventh seed with an eight and nine record. See, I mean, I'm kind of looking at the Niners and thinking, we well, you, yeah, you said you ten minutes this. ago that the NFC yeah. was much more straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, turns out it's not. <laughs> <laughs> How are you losing to the Seahawks though? And it's, uh, honestly, that was. Oh, but it, it's that's one of those division rival all, things again, isn't it? Always like, lose to the Seahawks. Yeah, and um, in their uh, in their place as well. Yeah. Um, oh. It just lo- like lots of bonkers things seem to happen in that game. I, I think they've got to address. They've got to address the QB position. That is the bottom line. Well, they, I mean, they, Rich would argue that they have in the draft. Um, so, like, well, how he? long until he? How long until? <laughs> yeah, where is he? Um, I still find that weird. I don't. I 
don't like giving up that much um, to get the third overall pick, like however much you like him. If that doesn't pan out, they're just back to square one. Yeah. And how often does it work out? Exactly. Exactly. You um, know, it's... And I, I, understand, I can understand it if there's someone there who is like this absolute universal stud. You know, if that person is available and you've got a chance to go and get him. But even Andrew those Luck. guys... Yeah, if, like, that, yeah, that yeah, type, yeah, that type of guy. If he's there, fine. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I would have wanted to give up the house for any of the quarterbacks in last year's draft, even though that there are ones that are playing better than others. I'm not sure any of them have set the world alight. They they were highly thought of, though. This was a this was a highly thought of draft class, but I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced. Basically, I just think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Garoppolo. Was he the problem in this game? That 300 yards, two touchdowns. Yes, he threw two interceptions, but I don't know that he was massively the problem. I think it was being able to stop the Seahawks that was the issue here. When you're letting Jimmy, um, when you're letting Adrian Peterson score on you, the Seahawks have looked absolutely yeah, but that, that was a touchdown it. that you could have run in. Well, quite, but still, <laughs> like. They've looked absolutely anemic on offense recently, and yet all of a sudden they go into San Francisco and look like they're back to the Seahawks that were were world beaters again. It was something's gone wrong there with that defensive scheme to allow the Seahawks to look as good as they did. But the th- the, the thing is, you sort of look at where they are, and well, maybe they're they're just rebuilding, and that's their strategy. They're going to sit Lance behind Garoppolo and see how the yeah. season plays out. But they've, yeah, yeah. they've kind of by accident actually been they're contentious. Yeah. yeah, so you kind of think, well, have a go, but if you see if we see another couple of defeats, it will be be clear they're not. But it's a bit bit strange. Um, I don't know what we're doing talking about the Niners when Rich isn't here, um, which <laughs> um, weirdly we haven't mentioned the Jets, and <laughs> we don't we don't need to, right? No, we don't, mate. Honestly, we don't. I mean, listen. We can move on now. I, I nearly, okay. nearly, nearly <laughs> bought. I nearly, I nearly bought the bait. <laughs> Next week. All right. Um, let's preview some games, shall we? And look ahead to week fourteen. I'm going to say. I could write this down, um, but I don't any week. So we're just <laughs> just blind, blind. Um, one sentence previews. We will start with Pittsburgh at Minnesota. Two teams whose last week's fortunes may loom large. Pittsburgh having won in spectacular fashion while the Vikings lost borders on the ridiculous. Momentum carries this one as the Steelers start with what could be an important run. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Just the get-right game after the bye that the Titans need. Dallas at Washington. As much as I've hated the NFC East of late, this might actually be a good game. Uh, and one that the football team win, and as we've said, um, they're looking good um, to grab a playoff spot from two and six. Um, Seattle at Houston. Seattle should win its second game in a row against the hapless Texans. Las Vegas at Kansas City. Casey continue to look vulnerable, but I fancy them to have too much for the Raiders. Vegas defense won't have enough to contain Chiefs for four quarters. New Orleans at New York Jets. This feels like it might be ugly, although I might enjoy half a dozen Taysom Hill interceptions too much to call it ugly. What 
what sort of a name is Taysom anyway? <laughs> Atlanta at Carolina. Arbitrary, who cares? <laughs> Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland needs to avenge their Week 12 defeat to the Ravens to have a realistic hope of making the playoffs. New York Giants at LA Chargers. This will be the first time the Giants have played the Chargers without Eli since 1998. How they must wish they still had him. Detroit at Denver. Can the Lions make it two wins in a row versus one of the most inconsistent teams in the NFL? San Francisco at Cincinnati. Two teams who really represent everything about the NFL this year. If Cincy can stop the run, they'll get this done. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Just when the Bills thought they'd seen the last of Tom Brady, they have to go to Tampa and see him again, and this could be harder than it ever was in Foxborough. Chicago at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers will continue to own the Bears. Uh, finally, LA Rams at Arizona. Interesting test for interesting test this for both teams. Pressure on the Rams to come out on top. At the risk of sounding cliche, game plan will matter here. What second week in a row, an absolute banger for Monday night. Quite often they're average as Monday night games. Um, but yeah, Bills, Pats and then Rams, Cardinals. Definitely uh I mean, I'd say worth staying up for. I didn't last night. I'll level with you. It was a <laughs> game in 40 in the morning. I'm, I'm getting too old. There's the, there's the ashes coming up um, this evening. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, well, actually, that leads me right nicely into any other business. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there. And it's something that I can't believe hasn't occurred to me before. Um, but having watched have, well, have watched uh, three primetime NFL games in 40 a week, generally, unless the Titans are playing or stay up for some reason, game in 40 in the morning is perfect. You know, avoid, avoid your phone, bit of breakfast, watch the game in 40. There needs to be, and this is possible, as I thought about this in the last um, 10 minutes, um, a cricket version of a game in 40 for that overnight ashes series. If you cut out all the gaps between deliveries, I wonder how long a day's play would be. <laughs> Can you imagine how shit that would be though? Just the bowler coming in block, ball coming in, just that, <laughs> that, that for 20 minutes. <laughs> that Adam not? loves that. Adam loves the sound of that. This is <laughs> think, think nothing about other it, than that. Think about it. Yeah. You could, you could knock off, but it's not just watching. You could watch highlights, but they don't tell you the full story. Game in cricket, game in forty for the Ashes. That's there at seven o'clock in the morning when you get up. Watch the full day's play in forty-five minutes, um, and get on with your day. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't make it, Sky will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's thought of it, honestly, until now. You know, come, I'll, I'll take my royalty check. Thank you. I can't see it's getting off the ground, mate, but fair, fair play. Um, oh, Craig, give us some any other business. Uh, so it's talking about the Jets. I really don't want to, but I'm going to. Um, no, oh, come on, come on. Not for not for any other business. No, I'm not going to talk about the Jets for any other business. Oh, Christ, know, so. I thought that's where you were going. No, it's like I don't want to talk about this really, but I don't really have anything better. 
So, um, obviously, I work in social care, and there was some really horrible thing, obviously, that happened to that child, um, Arthur. And that's the horrible story. It's the worst thing in the world. And obviously, mad, horrible, like, massive love and, you know, to that poor child, obviously. Um, But that's not the issue. The story's horrible. But I saw something on Twitter today and yesterday about Arthur's Law and the idea that Boris is spearheading some new law verging on capital punishment for sort of child killers and it's like the absolute worst gesture politics cultural war bullshit in which like that was a horrible horrible tragedy and there's a real conversation to be had around how we support and protect children as somebody who uh, has spent his career in social care, my adult life in social care, I'll tell you that for a fact. But don't let this man use people's emotions and true feelings to switch the narrative from this utterly disgusting, corrupt government who do the most minor things and still lie in your face. Like... This Christmas party stuff is the most ridiculous. It is so hilarious. And they continue to lie because they don't give a shit. But they will whip up as much emotional storm around true human tragedy, showing the gutless charlatans they are. So, yeah, happy any other business. Fuck them pricks, mate. How about the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, I can't, I can't add to oh, just that that whole story of the you know, that that poor child. I can't, I can't get, just can't get my head around any of it. Um, Mark, um, yeah, follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers for that, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, nothing really has happened to me the last week. Um, I but imagine my surprise when I switched on to E4 the other evening and discover that Games Master is on. And anyone I that, talked um, about Games Master the other day. They didn't. They weren't feeling it. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, and, did. yeah, yeah. And um, imagine my surprise when it was on there. It's something that I watched religiously and loved in kind of the mid '90s when it was on for its original run. Had no idea that it was coming back, and and I thought it was all right. I don't mind how it was done. I quite liked it. Um, obviously aimed at a new generation, but um, as someone that was a massive fan of it back in the day, I was, Trevor McDonald aiming at a new generation. Well, I mean, but it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. perfect. So, yeah, it, no, it, it yeah. absolutely is. Yeah, um, and yeah, <laughs> but I, he's I, what eighty or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, Sir Patrick Moore wasn't that yeah, wasn't a spring chicken when it was on beforehand, was it? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right, and I did like. My, I've watched it with my son. He's quite, he's quite liked it because he's into all that stuff. And uh, all I've heard for the last week has been the launch of the new chapter on Fortnite. And fuck me, couldn't give a shit. Um, but he loves it, and yeah, Games Master's back, and I was quite happy to see it. I watched um, one the other day, and some dude who was on it twenty odd years ago, or whatever, and won a golden joystick, yeah. was on it again. 
for some mad challenge. I don't know what the game was. It was called Cuphead. It looked like, it was, I don't know, whatever. I'm not a proper gamer, but I also used to watch it a little bit. Anyway, the same Don. Cuphead? Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> if you know it, you can Google it and put it on the Twitter so people know what it is. I'm sure it'll come up. And, it's, uh, it's Philip Rivers, one of the characters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely a, a, a game character. He is definitely <laughs> just, he is just one of them obstacles on Mario Kart. <laughs> <Walking>. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Mario Kart villain. <laughs> just bouncing his fucking massive head around. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's like you, you hit the question mark and Philip Rivers is one of the things you can get. And it's the one you don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes your head you, huge, you, and so your if, car goes really slow. Your head, your neck bends back and drags <laughs> it on the floor. <laughs> and you could throw it at somebody, but you have no idea where it's yeah. gonna go. No, yeah, and it's yeah. not gonna look pretty. <laughs> and every yeah. lap, he produces another child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this fella came back, won it again, got two two uh, golden joysticks. Fair play. I had to take some cojones. Yeah, it's cool. I think my, uh, my son might be might quite like that. Even my daughter might quite like watching that. I have to, uh, have to yeah, give that not, a look. Let's not be sexist, Adam. Exactly. I, I, no, I'm being ageist, if, to be truthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being sexist. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I'm suggesting that my six-year-old might not be as into it as my 10-year-old. And yeah, that's, that, that's that, what I'm doing. That, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm going to say a quick second any, any other business, if I may. Um because of uh, no, nobody wants to talk about this, but because of changes in the the COVID rules, and um, we assuming nothing else changes, we're going to be uh, in Austria for Christmas um, for oh, five, nice. five nights, and we fly back on Boxing Day. And we, the plan was, well, depending on isolation now, the plan was to you know, get back and go and see some other people in the UK. Um, but uh, we are going to have to go somewhere in the local vicinity and get a test on Christmas Day. <laughs> I looks a bit, if I figured the whole test to fly back thing out, um, but based on what's open, because um, the, the 24th of December over there is like the holiday where everything stops and more, thing, more things are open on the 25th. Um, so before eating the turkey, um, just dropped down, stuck a stick a swab uh, down our throats and noses and, the, and go back and Finish the champagne. Nice. Europe's weird, man. I discovered something that could they have something in like Belgium and Holland called Sinterklaas, which is um, designed to be it's like their version of Christmas that comes a bit earlier. But I discovered that they've got a thing that goes alongside it that's the companion of St. Nicholas and its folklore in certain countries um, called Zwarte Piet, which is basically a blackface thing that they still do in those European countries and it's still like really commonly celebrated over there. And fuck me, man, we're in 2021. Cool. It's not cool. Stop doing that shit. I've not man. seen it's, that. We... My mum lived in Germany for like I don't think it's Germany. Years. It's more of okay. it's more of like a... Yeah. Like a being racist. <laughs> yeah. It's more, of, it's more of like a, a Belgium, Netherlands type thing. Um, and yeah, it is, it's weird. And um, Really? I've been... Yeah. I've never it's, heard of that. Yeah, they still do it. And it was, it was something... Was they are famously the racist in Luxembourg. De- yeah, definitely. It's about to say. But I was, um, what? <laughs> yeah, I was it's not the part of the world you think. With, with, like, <laughs> Eastern Europe, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, this thing, this this companion to St Nicholas. That like, look it up. It's like I'd I'd never heard of it up until um 
one of the one of the um, guys who's quite a well-known cycling journalist called Ned Bolting used to do a lot of football now does cycling mainly um, is out in Belgium at the moment and having to isolate because he contracted COVID on the day that he arrived and um, he could see some of the parades going on outside and people walking past in like dressed up like fully and fully blackface and he was like you know love the country but man alive we need to move away from this tradition now So not sure, not where I expected this to go. Yeah, glad, <laughs> you, did, glad you did a second any other business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really anything to do with that. You know, you mentioned some <laughs> European country, and I suddenly thought, oh yeah, that was yeah. one I had this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's not been a great any other business, to be fair. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, it rarely, it rarely is. <laughs> I mean, we should just abandon the segment. Is it right? Maybe it's run its course. Hell no, that's nuts, bro. <laughs> that is nuts. Not while I'm around. There's some things that will not change. <laughs> All right, we'll abandon the rest of the show. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem with that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're done. Sweet. Nice right, one, It's been gents. quite nice, just like three good of fun. us. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah, it was um, good. I enjoyed the quiz especially. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Pat, said, you're gonna have to come back. I said Pat money later on. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's good. He's got some and questions Adam. to answer. <laughs> is this this fucking Zington house? Is it? <laughs> what? I don't know what that. I don't know what Mark said. It was called. Close uh, enough, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. All right. no, it you was could... that. Yeah. Yeah. Zington Zington house. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, That's the name of the pod, isn't it? Zington house. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> And there's your cold open. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Shut> up, <Rich>. <laughs> <laughs> right, we are done. you mentioned it because it was every it was so often <laughs> that happened there uh, were legitimately three or four times where there was a bit of audio that would have been perfect for a cold open and then he, he ruined it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I had to find something else <laughs>